So just placing our hand on our heart and feeling and sensing and moving into that place that where we know that the presence of love is in, through, and all around us. Knowing that that thing that we call God, that thing we call life, that thing we call love, we are all a part of it, and we are all one with each other. So I bless this gathering tonight, this Masterful Living One Community Circle, naming our time good and very good, knowing it is a time where we can be open and authentic and share from our heart, and that we are all uplifted and healed in the process. For this and so much more, I'm grateful and thankful. And so it is. Amen. Mm. So, um, looks like we're recording. So who'd like to go first? I would just ask people to like um, self-mute and unmute yourselves and just, um, I can kind of see all of you at one time here. See who wants to go. Uh, Tammy T on the phone, uh, listening. Excellent. Welcome. Thank you. Well, since everyone's so quiet, did you want to start the sharing off, Tammy? Um, well, I suppose I could. Um, hadn't thought of that, but okay. Um, I'm taking a deep breath and I loved the uh, community calls in while I was the masterful living one and I was actually expecting a class that I was just going to sort of listen in but that's okay um I'm just here to say that the prayer, the exercises, the lessons, everything that we run into and everything that we can use as resources provided to us from Jennifer Hadley and an abundance of other places that she just leads us to, however we're divinely guided. And um, the 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 learning and the growing and the changing is real. It's real. I believed in it. I did back when I was in my darkness and couldn't see, and I was trying to figure out and analyze and learn how. Um, it, it was a real different experience, but through Masterful Living, I've learned to allow, to release, to be willing, willing. Uh, the willingness is like major, major, major key right there. And then the practice, practicing actually sitting and doing your meditations and the lessons of whatever you do, whatever that means to you, because mind changes. Um, and then when you're out amongst in our relationships and seeing how those are going throughout our day, our coworkers, the clerk, the traffic cop, or whatever, the teacher, the crosswalk, person, the homeless person asking for money, you know, whatever it is. We just do our best to look through the divine lens and when we don't, we ask for forgiveness and 
try to see it differently. Ask to see it differently is all we got to do. And it really comes up in the awareness to be seen and actually changes the vibration when you see it. This is amazing, the kind of... I don't even know how to explain it, really. I, I've done this stuff for so long, but I was so intellectual and in my head forever and ever and ever. And now I'm really getting in my heart. And um, it's so different. And the practice, practice, practice is so different. But I'll tell you, my life is much different. I'm a single person. I don't have a partner to deal with. I don't have any small children. My grown children are my stepchildren, actually, and somewhat detached. My family's coming together now to be healed, which is amazing in and of itself. So life is good, and it's just called the letting go of time and space and being willing and... um I mean, I guess I'm just it's sort of a testimony or whatever. I've done a lot of hard work. I've done the work like never before. And it has transformed my life, and it's transforming the lives of my sisters and my brothers, my biological ones, as well as my others. And their transformation is also you know, uh, benefiting me, and it's just becoming, it's a whole new perception, which is amazing, because if you don't know, you don't know, you don't know until you know. When you know, you go, oh, you know, so that's the way it goes for me, and I'll be quiet and hope that somebody relates or understands or whatever, and I just want to send out love and um just a, a lot of gratitude for being a presence and being willing to be that presence, even when it's hard or seems threatening or you want to be defensive because I've been all those unknown. So anyway, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Tammy, it's good to hear your voice again. Yeah, I'm thank sure you. Yeah, it's really... Um, it's such a change to start to get this stuff at a heart level um, instead of just being all up in our heads, you know? And amazing. Oh my gosh. Difference. That's all, you know, it's been amazing. Oh my gosh. Whoever's ready to share can just go ahead and unmute themselves and jump right in. Uh, hello, my name is Susan. Susan. Um, I have a general question. Um, so we've just experienced the solar eclipse. And up until that time, physically, I've been unwell and um, I just wondered if anyone else had the same visceral feeling in their body from the eclipse. I know that it, there's a lot of meaning behind it and I've been reading up on it, but um, it sort of felt like I've been kicked in the, uh, in the stomach. Uh, so, you know, I'm thinking maybe ovaries, I'm thinking, um, you know, reproductive um, beginnings. Um, so I just thought I'd, um, I'd throw that out there and see if anyone else has had any, um, any physical reaction to this, um, the eclipse. Did you feel different before it or after it? Before. Oh, before. Okay. And now it's, uh, it's lightening up now. So after this afternoon, it, it started lightening up, um, and I'm starting to feel better now. So, yeah. The two weeks up to the eclipse. Mm -hmm. Feel free to comment on that, anyone or anything else. 
I guess some of us are more sensitive, I guess, that uh, you can feel that it's kind of universal energy, I guess. <clears throat> okay, thank you. Did you want to share anything else? Well, I'll interject. It's it's Tammy again that I meditated the 40 minutes prior and the 40 minutes after the eclipse in my time. It totally eclipsed at 1.10 p.m. And uh, I was in meditation, but I felt a sense of peace and release because I was meditating for peace for the world, for my family for my community and all my peers and masterful living I was meditating on that. And I it it was one of the most peaceful meditations I've had that was one that I just allowed myself to be in awareness of what I was meditating about and it just brought on more and more peace to me in my, in my heart and the way I feel, not in my brain and intellect, which uh, is a totally different feeling. Great. Thanks for that, Tammy. This is Linda. Um, I also was feeling some discomfort in the body before the eclipse that seems to be subsiding uh, now that it's over. And um, yeah, I did the meditation as well uh, around intentions of um, having that the eclipse be a healing balm for. Um, for the country and for the planet as a whole. And um, yeah, there, there was definitely a lot of energy around that, that I felt quite a bit of release after the eclipse was actually over. So yeah, I can relate to that, Susan and Tammy. Thank you. Thank you, Linda. Thanks, Linda. Hi, this is Cheryl. Hey, Cheryl. Um, I just I wanted to talk about uh, the concept of change. I mean, weeks, a couple weeks leading up to the eclipse, it seems like everything in my life is changing. Um, my finances and um, my home and like major components to my life are changing. Um, for the positive, and it just seems like an awful lot of uh, energy. And today, physically, I just I feel like I have the tickles on the inside, like but beautiful butterflies, and um, my vibration has been affected, um, but with love. So it's it's just a beautiful feeling, and I had a um, a a wonderful time with my neighbors that invited me uh, to participate. Uh, so I, it was just, it was a beautiful day. And I invite the change to, to come in. Thank you. Thank you. Were you in a place where you could see a lot of the eclipse? Were you in the path of totality or just in a, another spot? Um. I'm in Philadelphia, so we had about, I guess, 75% uh, coverage. And um, I didn't have the special glasses, but my neighbors uh, had a device to look through. So they invited me to come over and actually um, see it. So that was, it was just amazing. I think no matter um, what percentage of coverage uh, you were in, it was just a spectacular um, event. Yeah, I, I looked out of uh, the window at work today at a, I guess it was around 10 o'clock this morning and um, 
our building only goes up five floors and there's, there's four buildings that um, all kind of have a, um, like an outdoor area outside around all the buildings. And I just happened to look outside and I saw all these people standing outside, little clumps of people everywhere with their glasses, um, you know, checking out the eclipse. So I went outside onto our balcony just to take a picture of all the people out there. And when I got to the balcony, it was full of people and somebody had a pair of the glasses and was passing them around. And somebody was showing how you could take a picture of it um, kind of with your back to it, but using your camera in selfie mode. And all I could see was to, like to get a picture of the top of my head and I couldn't seem to make the sun show up in my thing, but somebody else had taken a really cool picture. And um, even though it was like partially cloudy this morning, um, you could see where the clouds were. It was kind of shining through just a little crescent, you know, so picture looks pretty neat and I've been sharing it with everybody. And I, I like the communal aspect of just everybody being out there together and uh, being excited to watch it, even if it was only for 10 minutes, you know. Nice, nice thing in the middle of the day. Are you guys always such a talkative bunch? Well, I'm in, uh, interested in um, everyone's experience with all of us coming together from all four classes for the last couple of weeks, really enjoying um, having the community come together as a whole. With, oh, the prayer classes? Yeah, for the prayer two classes, yeah. I've been enjoying it a lot, and... Um, I, I don't always get a chance to join live. I think I did on, on one of them, maybe two of them, but um, it's been really nice when I go and I, I listen to the podcasts when I'm out taking a walk and, uh, you know, hearing all the different voices and, uh, uh, you know, voices of people or hear, hearing names of people that I've just seen in writing and uh, there's been such great um, sharing and everything around that and really, really wonderful insights from everyone. Yeah, I've been really, in, oh, I'm sorry. I've been really enjoying uh, the group um, with other classes and stuff involved um, because I, it's funny because this year, now that I'm not in Natural Living One, it seems like my mind has decided to forget everything that I learned in Natural Living One. And when I when we revisit it, I'm like, oh wow, like I need to do some of this stuff again. Or I'm my I I've, I've I'm doing a lot better in a lot of ways, but there's still like some of the things that we learned in Natural Living One seem more relevant now and make more sense now in a way. Um, so I would definitely, I mean, I really feel like it's a, it's such an important year as far as what we learn, as far as the fundamentals, you can always go back and, and, and revisit the fundamentals and, and, and get something from it. And I'm not as afraid about sharing anymore or letting people know what's going on with me. I was very, had so afraid last couple of years about explaining what, what's going on, what was going on with me, but now I'm not, I'm not nearly as afraid. I really like this video setup too. Um, this has really opened up 
a different way of um, interacting uh, versus just listening to people's voices, actually seeing their faces uh, is really refreshing. So I'm happy to see all the Master Living One students. Um, it's, it's good. Yeah. Good to see you, Anand. Thanks. Does anybody show up on your um, when you've been doing the meditations in the morning? <laughs> yeah, some people do. Um, I've had uh, two different people show up. One from the Master Living class and uh, in Master Living Two, and one from one of my one of the people I know around town. I told her about it and she joined me. So I'm I, I'm I'm just putting it out there so that I get my meditation in every day. And uh, if people want to join me, that's great because um, there's more energy as a group. When for when I have somebody else, if I know other people are there, somehow the ener energy intensity of the meditation becomes stronger for me. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know why, but it must be the collective consciousness or something. Yeah, I, I've, I, you know, I don't think I've ever really done that online, but I mean, I've certainly meditated in in groups you know, like in, in services and things like that. And it's, it's always a really rich um, experience having mm. other people there. And it's nice that um, you're holding the space, even if nobody shows up but you, you know, you're mm. putting it out there as an open invitation. And um, it's really nice. And yeah, if no it, problem. You just actually, like, hey, that's great. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll, I'll continue to put it out there if people are interested. But uh, yeah, it's, uh, what was I going to say? Um, it's helped me a lot. Like I've been, for the first time in a long time, I've been consistent with my meditations on a daily basis. And I know it's helping me with my mind. I'm having a lot less thoughts, a lot less, a lot less, uh, I'm more centered in my heart than in my mind it, more times during the day. But lately I have been struggling a little bit with my mind, um, with judgments and things like that. And, um, I'm feeling a lot of pressure, like a lot of physical pressure um, in my forehead area. And it's, I don't think it's, I don't know if it's because of the meditation. I don't think it's that. Um, I'm not sure what it is. Um, but uh, it's some, some sort of tension is happening, but I'm just sort of watching it and not trying to judge it, you know. Anand, are you recording those meditations? Uh, no, I'm not recording them. I'm not recording them. I, because we just sit and do the meditation, you know. Um, there's not much discussion. Because if there's more than two people, then I only have 40 minutes on this free Zoom account. So I don't record it. Um, yeah. yeah. One of these days I'm hoping to join you live. <laughs> I get yeah, the email yeah. every day and I'm like, Darn, I missed it again. <laughs> well, don't feel, don't judge yourself for that either, you know. <laughs> yeah, I won't. I just, I would really love to do it. One of these things I'm going to be able to remember at the right time. Good, good. Yeah, I, I, I hope to see you. How do we find out more information about um, being a part of the meditation? Well, you know, that's the thing is that I need to send out an invite. If I can set, put an invite on the MLC1 Facebook page, that would be great. I don't know how to make that happen because I only have access to the MLC2 page right now. I could put up a post on the MLC1 Facebook page if somebody um, wants to help me with that. Um, yeah, I'll send you an invite to the MLC uh the oh, 2017 yeah wonderful. wonderful yeah great i'll put it i'll post it up on mlc uh what the mlc 2017 or whatever it's called and i'll send you all the details and then all you have to do is send me uh, your email address so that i can send you the invite and then you can just join i do it at 7 a.m uh, central time every day it's a half an hour meditation so it takes about 40 minutes of your time to do it Yeah, 8 a.m. Eastern. The meditation is for awakening the heart center. So it's a it's a simple technique. Um, it's very it's it's a good technique. Um, but I, I can explain it more in detail later. I don't want to 
monopolize the, the, the this community call with talking about the meditation. Thank you very much. You're Feel free to unmute yourself when you're ready to share. Okay, so this is Lori. I came in a couple minutes late. I've never had the opportunity to be on a community call. And so is the format just open sharing? Is that what's going on? Absolutely. Just share whatever, whatever's up for you. Okay. Um, I'm just wondering if anyone else has gotten the opportunity to read Zero Limits and how the... Um, things are going with the Ho'oponopono. If anybody else has had, has been practicing it or like I try to practice, you know, when I, when my mind starts wandering, then I just try to replace it with the four statements. Um, and sometimes it feels like, is it really doing something? But I guess I feel like, <laughs> If you take the worry away and replace it with I love you and thank you, then it has to be better than the worry and the blame and the shame and the regrets and whatever. But Absolutely. What I find is I have to remember to do it for myself sometimes. Not, even, I, not even just about somebody else, but about me. Yeah. I guess I was feeling like, am I saying it, you know, when you are feeling in conflict with someone like my neighbor, for instance, who likes to blast music outside so loud that I hear it inside my house over the top of my television, it gets really annoying. So then I'm like, am I saying I love you to her? That gets a little challenging at times. But I guess the thank you is a reminder to the acknowledgement that, oh, that must be part of me as well. And that's where I go. But I don't do that to people. It gets a little confusing. I think what it does is it's um, something bothers you, whether it's somebody else or something outside of yourself. And, and initially, it's, it's the judgment that's causing the upset inside of us, right? So when you're doing those statements, you're sort of directing it to the person because you're forgiving them for whatever, um, whatever they're doing and whatever meaning you've made of that, right? Whether you've decided that because their music is loud that they're a terrible neighbor or they're inconsiderate or whatever. And then since we're all one, you're making those judgments about yourself too. So to me, the prayer is sort of... Um, you know, giving forgiveness uh, to that other person and to yourself. And it kind of like um, 
takes the steam out of whatever it is, you know, that, that's going on. And I, I found one time I actually used those same words actually to somebody rather than doing it within myself. It kind of came up in the moment and I was having a, uh, basically an argument with somebody and they were upset with me for, I can't even remember what it was now, but I, I really, I felt bad about it instantly. And I just stopped and I said, um, I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. And the person just like, they just softened and they said, oh, thank you. And I was like, it's okay. And then it was just like it, you know what I mean? It just took all the all the hot air out of the, out of that part of the argument. And we were just able to move on, you know, but that was really nice seeing how it worked um, in person. But I think most of the time it's a inside prayer. Anyone else have any uh, experience they want to share with that? Um, this is Cheryl. I would love to share about this. It's one of my favorite things, the Ho'oponopono. Mm-hmm. And um, when I say four phrases, I actually say to God or my holy self. So I'm asking um, for judging the situation or the other person. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I more as a prayer addressing myself for myself rather than for the other anything outside of me. Mm-hmm. me is just a reflection of what's going on inside of myself and my own judgment. Um, so that's the way I use it. And, well, that's one of the two um, nests living on in um, our last, last week's um, class mm-hmm. for yourself. So I make a list of um, things that are in life, happening in my life, or my concerns list and ho'oponopono one of them and the other way I use this Jennifer has a the word gods mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. do you know what I'm talking about yeah, when we pray the, the formula mm-hmm. together ho'oponopono and the gods concept so when I offer things up um, any books or I place them on the um, the altar, altar fire. I also say, um, "I'm sorry, please forgive me." Uh, for coming from the point of view, or having held that um, judgment, or and so I blend blend it together all the time and use it in a multitude of ways. It's because it's sweet. It's um, like you were saying, you can use it in conversation with people and just begin to word the words for those conversations. Um, so I enjoy it immensely. It's actually rather fun. Hey, Cheryl, you're cutting in and out a little bit. Can you maybe uh, just repeat that last thing that you said? I guess I enjoy it. Simple and easy to remember. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. It's great. I'll share a little too. Um, Lori, did you get to read the whole book yet? Yes, I did. Read okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I read it a while ago now. I really liked it. And I, um, I, I felt that it helped me understand even more what A Course in Miracles teaches. Obviously, Jennifer has it in there because there's, they're so um, simpatico, right? So, um, so I go back and forth whether I'm using kind of techniques that are more A Course in Miracles or Ho'oponopono. Um, but for me, the Ho'oponopono, I'm kind of, I, I was having a hard time understanding all of what Cheryl was saying, but I was, right. I, I think I do it kind of similar. Um, so I, I say, when I first learned Ho'oponopono, I hadn't read the book. And so I was assuming 
uh, incorrectly how to use it. So when I read the book, I was like, oh, wow, that's really different. Okay, so now my understanding and how I use it is it's always, uh, for me, a, a prayer to God. Um, I love you, divine God. And, um, and, and whatever it is that's bothering me, so in that case, the dog or the music, that would bother me too. Um, uh, so um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I have this very negative reaction to this person. I don't want to have this feeling that this is reinforcing the idea of separation. This is, you know, it's making me feel bad because I feel judgmental and then it's, it's negative energy to the other person. I'm sorry this is in me, this whole separation and this tendency to judge. And I don't want to have a thought like this anymore. Like Jennifer says, I am not interested in having this kind of a thought or this kind of a feeling. Please forgive me. And to me, that also is like the parts of A Course in Miracle and Jennifer's teaching on, please take this from my mind. Please, please disappear this, dispel this. I, 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 don't, I don't want to think like this. And, um, and in my experience, I have neighbors who have loud barking dogs. So I don't have, well, sometimes I have the music, but almost always I have the dogs because there's a lot of dogs in the building next door. And I have used that. And I have to say, I'm just not as bothered at all. It's great. And whenever I start to feel a tinge of botheredness, I do either Ho'oponopono or um, to me, one of the prayers that is in A Course in Miracles that Jennifer points us to that's, that, that, that's very similar is I am responsible for what I see. I choose the feelings that I have and the goal I would achieve. So, so I'm not seeing it, but I'm hearing. I'm hearing barking, barking dogs, and I can either go to a meaning of, why don't these people learn how to teach their dogs to be quiet? And why don't they be responsible neighbors? And, and I'm, you know... Um, so I, I don't like how I end up feeling. I don't like the, the separation thoughts that are in that. So now I shift more to as quick as I can. Um, we're all one mind and I'm going to send peace to that dog. And, and, and just hold love for the neighbors, you know, who knows what they've got going on. I know some of them have a lot of challenges too. So, instead of the animosity and the separation more the oneness and the love so i'm responsible for what i see am i going to see separation am i going to see a problem or am i going to see an opportunity to respond with love um and this is all silently i'm not going over there and doing anything so i choose the feelings i would have i'm going to feel angry upset judgmental bothered irritated impatient um, no, I don't, I don't like those feelings. So no, I'm going to try instead to call on the Holy Spirit to help me feel um, love and joining and the gratitude for the power of our one mind and to learn how to use our minds these ways. I'm just so grateful. It's so amazing. Um, so please forgive me as kind of like take these thoughts from my mind and I choose the feelings I would have and the goal I would achieve. I would I would rather achieve oneness and separation and healing versus judgment. Um, so then I say thank you. I, and I am so grateful for the, the, the peace. I mean, I just feel so much better when I do it that way. Um, and, and I'm responsible for what I see part of the Course in Miracles prayer after reading Ho'oponopono. To me, that just goes together. It's like everything that comes in to my awareness, I am now responsible for praying about and helping to heal. And that's um, wonderful, you know? Yeah, so I, I really like that book and how it goes together. Yeah, I guess when I heard um, or read that Hugh Lin was able to heal these people, then I think, but I'm not Hugh Lin, and I don't have these, this patience or this, you know, so, cause I have a barking dog actually that's been barking most of the time that we've been on the call, but I love the dog actually and the people. And so it's, it's not so bad, but the, the girl I also overheard with the music, I also heard an F you to me, 
one day because I had asked them to turn it down several times. And I thought very nicely, like, hey, I don't think you realize how loud it is. So that's, you know, it's just an example. But I, you know, I, I was sharing with another friend about the Ho'oponopono. And she's like, but how long do you tolerate a situation like that? Like, at what point do you go and say, hey, you know, you need to turn this down. And so I, I'm wrestling with that. Like, okay, if he can heal criminals, I should be able to heal this thing with, you know, a loud neighbor. Um, but yeah, shooting on myself. I don't know. It's just been well, a- well, I, I, I've gone, I, I've, I've spoken to the neighbor in not nice ways before I realized another way to try it. And I can tell you that the other way was not working. It wasn't. I was, first I was kind of nice about it. And it's not just me. It's other people too, trying to be nice, trying to be helpful. And, and then maybe a little, turning up the volume a little bit, right? And then getting to, I mean, one of my neighbors squirts water on the dogs. I mean, and, and so uh, I, I've just let go of all that. It wasn't working. And it was, it was obviously not a pleasant or positive dynamic in our relationship. Um, and I, I just, I'm realizing, I think a lot of times the way we try to do things on the level of form and density um, ends up escalating conflict. Not to say there's not times to do that. I think um, for me, I guess the answer there is seeking guidance about when I, when, when I would do and what I would do, whatever I would do. But I, uh, at this point, I'm tending to be more working it on the mind level and the spirit level and and waiting till I get real clear guidance if I'm supposed to do something more than that. And I don't know, for me, where I'm at in my process of growth, that's um, helping me be a lot more at peace. Um, but I think people might be at different points too in terms of what spirit might ask them to do or not. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Because I think sometimes I think, oh, I should just get in my car and just leave the house. You know, it's usually a couple of hours of this noise. But then I then and then I get mad. Why should I have to leave my house? <laughs> but it's yeah. It's uh, anyway. I'll keep trying. I think we've all been there. Life in the city with neighbors, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I guess that mirroring or, oh, that's part of me gets confusing because I really wouldn't disturb my neighbors. I, would, I just wouldn't want to do that. So then I'm like, well, how is this part of me? Or what is that reflecting or what? Yeah, I keep wrestling with that. Anyone have any thoughts on that? Hey, Angela. Hello. Um, okay. I, I've been listening. I do do um, Ho'opono. Ho I do it in the morning. I do it uh, holding myself for myself. And I also do it for my inner child. And then I do it for everyone. Okay. And I think what Tracy was saying, it's... Um, Taking responsibility for your own for your own thoughts, um, and I have used it several times. And I feel sometimes a situation comes up, and I'm I analyze. I, I'm letting go. This is one of my challenges I've been working on, and you know, thank goodness to spirit, it's been clearing. So I would say, why is this, and what's this going on for? And I've realized that a lot of the time, it, we don't know what anything is for. So it comes up as a, a challenge. So if you're in a situation where it's frustrating or it's making you angry, it, it, it's just a challenge to apply whatever you feel comfortable with, whether it be this prayer or another prayer, and to be in trust, absolute trust, as you say it to show your trust and faith. I don't know why the dog is barking outside. I don't know why this is going on, but I'm being shown um, 
and I have the tools and I, I don't even know what they're for, but I'm going to say it in trust and faith that spirit will take care of it. So, um, and I was sharing with, with my uh, sacred circle and I had, <laughs> I was driving along the other day and um, unlike myself, I don't encounter road rage within myself, but I did. And um, it, it rose up in me so quickly. And what I called the lady going by, which I don't want to repeat because I don't usually have potty mouth, but it did come out. Two seconds after, well, after she went by, I was absolutely astonished, astounded, disgusted, where did that come from? And I have just called myself the same name that I called that lady. And then I said, what's next, spirit? And I did Ho'oponopono. And that was for my own responsibility, for my thoughts, for myself, because I had just called myself a bleep and also for all the people on the road. So, you know, and, and when I first started doing it, like yourselves, you know, I, it, you, you wonder about it. But if you just, if you just, I'm sorry, if you, if you, if we can come into a place of trust, and not know what it's what what the challenge is about. Just let it go and, and keep doing it. It does shift. It it does shift. And then the clearing comes and it, the clarity comes. If that makes sense. Yeah, I heard something the um, I don't know recently, and. You know, and I guess that's it, just trusting that it will shift, yeah. you know, like kind of lean not on our own understanding, just yeah. give it a sort of, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and it's been proven, as Jennifer says, prove God, because it's, it's, it's happened for me so many times now that, yeah, it, it is. <laughs> it is what it is. Keep practicing and it does shift. It really does. And I repeat, I, I analyzed a lot. I, I, I don't do that now so much. Well, hardly at all. If I because it's ego. So I, I don't do that. I okay, it's in your hands. This is completely in your hands. And you're showing me something and I'll just go with it. You know. And, and, I'd like to share about that too. It's one of the things I really liked about the Ho'oponopono that now every time I feel a botheredness, I realize it's a gift um, if I can see it. And I, it's not always easy, but I don't go into an analyzing place. I just go more into trying to ask spirit what, what, like, because Lori, what you're saying, you know, what is this reflecting back about me? So like with my neighbors and the barking dogs, like where my thoughts would go is what, why don't they take responsibility for teaching their dogs how not to bark? I know a lot of people can do that. So I think, okay, where am I not taking responsibility in a way that impacts other people? Mm. Wow. Hey, you know, guess what? I do that in other ways. Oh, oh, Okay. Yeah, and, and they should care that they're bothering me. Well, do I care how I'm impacting them, especially when I'm getting angry with them about their dog? Well, I guess, no, I haven't. Wow, you know. Um, it just makes me see the places in myself that need to be healed and where I can be more loving. And, um, and so I stop putting the judgment outside myself and pull it back and say, okay, well... Um, so I want to, I, I want to, um, I want to care more. And 
I, I want to take responsibility more for the things in my life I'm not taking responsibility for. Of course, I tend to minimize. Well, they're not such a big deal as barking dog, loud music. I mean, my things are much smaller, of course. But no, it's, uh, you know, my fearful thoughts. I, I'm not taking responsibility for my fearful thoughts and how that sends ripples through our one mind of fearful thoughts, you know. So that that's pretty profound so that's how i am using it and it's such a gift because then every time i'm bothered uh and sometimes it can be the littlest it, i mean it's such a little thing like a friend even trying to be helpful but coming from fear-based thoughts and i'll feel a little irritation come up in me and i'm like she's trying to be helpful <laughs> she's your best friend why are you bothered and, and then i realize well it's because her thought is fearful and I'm trying so hard to not be fearful, but I'm projecting it out into her. So I get to see, okay, I'm being fearful. So I'm being bothered by fearful. We're both holy. I, I, I can bring it back to myself. I'm still needing to heal my fearful thoughts and I can love my friend because this shows me that I'm still, you know, trying to disown this part of me, but it's, it's me that, needs to heal so i don't know if that's helpful but i find that part of the whole pono pono huge and and how he used it showing me a lot in myself that needs to be healed still such a gentler approach because it's not judgmental once you get it in yourself it's like a gift to be healed it's like oh thank you so much for showing me this yeah okay because it's making me unhappy to have it so that's all nice yeah, that's kind of a, a situation where I've, I've had that too. Someone's trying to help you and they're like, well, maybe you could do this or that, but it's, yeah, it's coming from fear and I start feeling anxious. And then I'm like, oh, I just want to stop this conversation. Like, I don't even, oh, I don't want to have it. Like, what's my exit plan? I like, I start getting really antsy and like looking around and, you know, like, how can I get away? And, and I was just thinking like, you know, what can you say or do in that moment to diffuse the situation without dismissing the person? Because I've felt dismissed by, you know, people where you're just wanting to vent maybe or get some insight and had people just sort of like, oh, you just, I, I don't know. I can't think of a specific example, but I can just remember feeling like, well, who are you that you know so much better than me? So I don't want to make someone feel like that who's obviously trying to be helpful, but then there's times when you just, yeah. And then I try to catch myself because when I see that, I'm like, oh, where do I do that? I don't want to tell these stories, you know? Does anybody else have a way of soothing that in a moment? Or would you just start saying Ho'oponopono in your mind? <laughs> well, um, I, one thing that um, one thing that I've I've been working on uh, is just trying focusing on just listening to the person talk and not reacting, just listening, and then just going through that process of just listening actively and. Um, Sometimes if it gets too severe where like they're really bothering me, like as far as like bringing, not bothering me, bringing up some sort of anxiety in me, I will just leave. <laughs> I'll just say, okay, uh, uh, you know, I'll go. <laughs> I don't have to stand there and listen to them fear monger, you know, because fear isn't, I mean, I don't have to face it necessarily. I mean, I have the freedom to use my feet and walk away and do something else. It's my ego that's afraid of losing that relationship or whatever or this or that or change the subject, you know. Just like, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, let's talk about this. Done. You know, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know the right answer, but right. ultimately, um, if you put your awareness in the listening and not reacting part of it, the conversation might shift by itself because you're adding your awareness to it. So I've seen that happen many times where if I if my awareness is there, solution-oriented awareness is there, and I'm just listening, many times the conversation goes the way I want it to, even though I'm not speaking. So that's the power of our consciousness and awareness. It, but if I'm reacting to, to, their, to that energy, to that fear-based, if I'm buying into the fear, 
then there's some fear in me that they're triggering, which means I have that fear. So it's a fear that I need to examine and go beyond because ultimately we don't need to be afraid at all if we're eternal and powerful and one with God. So all of these fears are really our fears coming back to us because we haven't completed the thought pattern of, hey, what's really going on here? But if you can't deal with it, just leave. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, no, it's ultimately not going to hurt you unless you're like working or something or you're talking to your boss. I mean, that could be a problem. Right, yeah. During political stuff, there were times where I, you know, when people would get fired up, I would just suddenly go, hey, let's talk about puppies. And, (laughs) And it made people laugh. And then they got it like, okay, we have opposing views, let's not go there, you know, but yeah. somebody sort of talking about more personal things, I don't know if they would appreciate that approach. Right, just hear them out. Most people just want to be listened to, honestly. I think some, some people are solution-oriented, they really want answers. Some people just want to get stuff off their chest. Right. They just want to be heard. So if you just listen, yeah. give them your ears, you're listening, you're giving them a great deal, actually. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I find when people are like um, firing a bunch of solutions off to me, like, well, you could do this and you could do this and da 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 da, that's coming from their anxious thing, even if it's um, helpful. And my, my knee jerk reaction is to get defensive about it. And that doesn't help any, anybody or, or the situation. So I like your suggestion and on about just like listening. And sometimes if you can just let it like run its course and, you know, let it get out there, like you said, it might naturally, um, you know, they kind of run out of everything on the topic and, you know, naturally move on to the next yeah, like with my parents, like they're always telling me, giving me advice constantly. Like so many times I'll do what they say and then they'll up the ante and be like, well, you should do this. And I'll be like, um, and, and then my dad told me this one time, he's like, you know, you don't have to do what we say. Um, you can listen to us and then just not do it. And I was like, I was like, okay. <laughs> so, so like, yeah, just listen to them, hear them out, and then do do what you want to do afterwards, you know? Right. <laughs> um, Which is what we do anyway, right? Like, give people advice, and then they do what they want to do in the end. Most. Yeah, I mean, if it's really a good solution, if it's really worthy of you listening or you following through, you surely can do that, and you'll you'll be energized by it if it seems like the right thing, if it's absolutely the right thing. If you connect with it, you will be energized by it. But I don't know. I don't know if that's good advice that my dad gave or not. But again, that's some of his advice. <laughs> I think you're, I think that's your dad's way of saying, just hear me out, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, need to, I need to do that without judging because a lot of times I get defense automatically if my parents say something to me. That first answer is like, no, I, you know, well, my mind is like, no, 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 no. And then a lot of 50% or maybe 60 or 70% of what they say is true. And late, like three or four years later, I'll be like, oh yeah, what they said is right. And then some of it doesn't, I don't know. I just, I don't know. It's just, uh, yeah, they want to be here. People want to be heard. So mm-hmm. we should listen, hear what they have to say. But I listen to what they say. I try to at least until I run away. <laughs> Right. That freedom to move your feet. <laughs> yes, yes, we do have that freedom. We absolutely do. Um, we don't have to stand and fight, especially through the conflict. There's something that the um, Course in Miracles says is the the Holy Spirit does not want you to analyze other people's egos, because ultimately the ego doesn't make any sense. So do not try to understand the ego because the ego is meaningless. So it'll damage you to try to understand what's meaningless. So if somebody's speaking something that doesn't really make sense, don't even bother trying to understand it because if you're trying to understand insanity, you might go insane in the process. Oh, that's helpful. Yeah, I wasn't really a course student when I found Jennifer, and so there's so much of that I don't know, but that makes sense. 
I'm just thinking I have another situation with an elderly neighbor and his daughter has come down to help him out. And wow, you know, I mean, I have definitely, my family is highly dysfunctional, but I've just sort of gotten away from them. But when you get around people where they're functioning together and it's like constant complaining and bickering and it, it yeah, it, half of it, I'm just like, wow. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Don't try to understand it. It doesn't, it's, it's not, it won't serve you or them. It's because it's not in, it's not in reality. It's not ultimately, it's not in reality. Um, it's just negative stuff. You know, it's like when people vent to me or whatever, I just hear them out and sometimes there's sometimes I just I don't even give solutions sometimes because some of the people I talk to don't want solutions at all. They just want to vent. They, that's all they really want to do. And so I don't say anything back. I just listen to them and, and let it go and move on with whatever it is I'm doing. I learned a technique in another um, type of a course that I took. It was about relationships and I, it really helps when you can remember to do it. And I don't do it that often, but sometimes when you sit down with a friend, um, like you said, needing to vent, it's sort of like um, emptying the trash and you can just ask them, will you hold the trash can while I empty the trash for five minutes? And their only job during those five minutes is to just sit there and go, shake their head, that's it, say nothing. And you just like spew it out, you know, just like blah, 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 just, you know, rapid fire, get it all out. And at the end, you can even like trade places, you know, and the other person does the same thing. And, and then you can go on from there, either just having a normal conversation or, or if you're um, sitting down to have a communication about something, um, you know, in particular or more serious, it's kind of gotten the, the gunk out of the way first. And then it kind of clears a more open space for, um, you know, to have a meaningful conversation. Yeah, that's good. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, maybe doing that with the people that have the tendency like, hey, can I empty my trash? And then I you know, just want a couple of minutes and then I want to be done with it. Maybe they'll maybe take a... Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of like their your way of just letting them know that like, you know, I just got some things I need to get off my chest. I'm not really asking for advice or suggestions or anything, but it would make me feel better if I could just like unload it here for a second and you don't need to do anything about it. <laughs> That's a gift we can give each other, I think. Yeah. Yeah, if we really could just like, back, hi, Riego, I... Um, <laughs> Had a, we were talking to, well, Riego and I have been texting our gratitude and our intentions. And, um, and one day I could hear the garbage truck coming down the street. And I just was like, oh, let me take out the trash. Here comes the truck. You know, and that just really was a nice visual to think about the truck, like whoosh, throwing it in <laughs> and getting rid of it. Well, we're almost at, we're about at time here, but if, if anyone has a, a burning desire or, you know, one last share, that would be awesome. And if no one jumps in, I'll assume that we're, everyone feels complete and good. Okay. Well, it's been wonderful spending the evening with you guys. So I will pray us out. So once again, just placing our hands on our heart and tuning into that place where we know that love is all that there is, that God is love, and that God is each and every one of us. So I give thanks for the time that we've had here tonight. I give thanks for all of the insights and for all of the sharing and for all of the caring and and the oneness of the group and the love that is so obvious that's shared by all in this group. And I'm grateful to have been a part of it this evening with each and every one of you. So I bless each one of us as we go along 
this week, knowing that everything is working together for individual and collective good, no exceptions. So once again, in great and abiding gratitude, I give thanks and I allow it to be. And so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. Amen. Thank you, everybody. Good night, everybody. Thank you, everyone. Bye. Thank you, everyone. Bye. Blessings. Bye. Have a good week.